What's going on? Welcome to Between the Lines Pro Talk with Mark Perdanik, a weekly sports podcast where I'll dive into the best football, baseball, and basketball talk every week. We'll also be talking about NFL fantasy, pre-game betting, and having great discussions with weekly guests. Thanks for dropping in. Let's get right to it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Between the Lines Pro Talk. This episode, I'm going to be diving into some NBA basketball with Tyler Herman once again. He was the guest host in my first and previous NBA segment, and I feel like that one went pretty well. So we're going to be discussing some Week 2 topics, focusing on the Raptors a little bit, as well as some of the other surprising teams and their records throughout the league, and we'll be continuing to do some weekly NBA talk. We also talk a little bit about NHL hockey as well as the Toronto Maple Leafs and how their season is going. So make sure to stick around for the whole episode and let's get right to it. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode here between the lines pro talk. Um, I'm excited to be doing another NBA segment today. This is going to be all basketball focused and I've got back with me once again, coming on to the show, Tyler Herman. Hi, so what's up? Hey, everybody. Yeah, Thanks for having me again, I'd say we had a pretty good uh, first episode and first segment of the NBA and things are getting underway for this season. It's exciting to be watching our home team like for the Raptors and they've been on a bit of a roll and I think we'll get right into things by talking about the Raptors first. So Raps playing well overall and I know that in our last episode we were talking about whether or not they were going to have an emerging star because we know that they have you know multiple guys on their team that can be that guy. You could have OG potentially emerge. You could have Pascal, maybe Van Vliet. But so far, I think we're seeing that Pascal has been that emerging player. Mm -hmm. He hasn't scored under 20 points so far this season. Have you been kind of impressed with his play? Do you think he should maybe even be scoring more with the amount that he has the ball in his hands? What's your thoughts? No, I've definitely been impressed with what Pascal's been doing. He's been really fun to watch overall. Like We'd have games from him like this last year where he would you know, score 20 and get a double-double or even a triple-double. But to, for him to be doing it in his first five games at such an efficient rate, is just he is really emerging as like a top five player in the league, maybe even right now. Absolutely. So as of now, when we're recording this, the Raptors sit at three and two. Um, their yeah. only two losses came to Brooklyn in their second game. It was a four-point game. So they only yeah. lost by four. And then same thing against the Heat. Now, I know when they were playing the Heat in their first game, they were down by quite a bit, but they tightened it towards the end. Ended up losing that one by and, three. Uh, and that one was on a back-to-back as well, the second half of it. So Exactly. So, I mean, the Raptors surely have two losses on the season, and they play the Sixers this Friday evening. Um, I may be releasing this on the Saturday or the Friday. I'm not too sure yet. Uh, do you think that the Raps can take this Sixers game easily and advance to four and two? Well, like we said last week on the podcast, I'd be happy if they split each game with because uh, they played Miami in Miami back to back. And then tonight they play the Sixers again in Toronto for the second time in three days. So I'll, do, I'll be happy if they split it. They already got the win against the Sixers, but I would love to see them beat them again. I mean, having the Sixers fall to one and five would be uh, for as a Raps and that'd be pretty pretty awesome start but absolutely and we'll talk about the Sixers in in just a little bit (laughs) I want to ask your opinion on Gary Trent because I think he emerged in that last game that they just played against Philadelphia and he was looking really good he can shoot but he's also like a pretty reasonable inside player how much of a role you think like Gary Trent would have to play because I'm pretty sure like he's he's somewhat locked on their starting five yeah yeah 
yeah, he's usually in their in their starting lineup. But yeah, especially that last game, his stat line was like one of those one of those weird stat lines: twenty seven points, no rebounds, no assists, two steals, and that's it. Like twenty seven, he's out there scoring, right? He's just getting buckets. So yeah, I mean, obviously, he's that guy who can shoot. He, I'd say that was probably his best game of the season. He's looked a little inconsistent. I'd say in the first four games, but that game he looked really good. For sure. Now the Raps, they I don't believe have scored over 120 yet this season. And indeed they haven't. So they actually scored the most points in just their last game. They put up 119 against the Sixers. What do you think attributes to the fact that they're not really reaching that high level? Because obviously to compete with some of the other teams in the East, and we'll talk about those teams as well, like you want to be, you know, able to put up 120 when you need to. And is that just because they spread the ball around so much? It could be. Um, I don't. I, I wouldn't say that Fred has really come alive yet, like we have seen in the last seasons. Um, you know, he's been getting some points, but I don't think he's scored more than twenty enough yet. Yeah, um, twice. I think it's twice so far this season because I looked it up for that bet, and he's <laughs> gotten over twenty. I think only two times so far, but I mean, okay. really through what five games? Like that's, yeah, that's not that not bad. bad. No, He's, he plays more of a traditional point guard, pass the ball kind of role, which yeah. is good. Like you, you need him to do that when you have other scorers on the team. But I also think that they don't need to really score one twenty right now because they're be able to hold their opponents to, you know, their defense is good enough to not have a, a super powered offense. But. Yeah, I agree. In your opinion, who's the best defensive player so far this season for the Raps? Ooh, I I want to go with OG, but I think OG's probably been their standout. He's probably the best defender on the team, but everyone else has been pretty solid as well this year. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with some of your points. Um, what's your opinion on the reigning rookie of the year and how Scotty Barnes has been playing? We know he had an injury where he was out one game. I think he didn't play one of the Miami games. Mm-hmm. Um but through four games, he's looked not too bad. He's not scoring over 20 yet, but I don't think that's necessarily his role right now on the team. Um, obviously, a role player attributes to some of that you know, good defensive play. You think he's been out there and earning his starting role? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he needs to be that guy right now to put up 20-plus a game. I think he's, uh, he's really good at just being able to draw on defenders because his shooting has gotten better in the offseason, and they know he could drive and you know, put them on a t-shirt, but, um, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But you know, if he drives in and draws in defenders, that leaves up space for a shot for like Trent or Fred or even Pascal who shot great last game. For sure. Yeah. Pascal's shooting is getting better. Didn't you say he yeah. started the game off four for four from the three yeah, point from line? Three. Yeah. That's incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen him do that before. I know. I don't think and so like for either. like a power forward slash center type role. Like I think technically yeah. he lines up at the five. Like, yeah. I don't think you're really seeing many guys do no. that either. And but. then especially when uh, another thing to add to that, he I don't think he had I – mean, he maybe had one or two assists in the first half, but then when the shooting got cold, he had finished the game with 13 assists. Which like, is unbelievable. I think that's yeah. so valuable. And like, that's maybe a superstar level in a player. player if they that's just literally awareness, like knowing how to you know make that switch and not keep shooting. Yeah, And maybe that's what we're starting to see instead of some of these powerhouse teams that we're used to seeing at the top of the standings, not necessarily there right now. And we'll make a quick transition into that. So Philadelphia and Brooklyn right now, at least as far as the East goes, 
They only have one win on the season. Now, again, we're recording this on Friday, so the Sixers do play the Raps tonight. But both teams, Philly and Brooklyn, sitting at one and four. Have you watched yeah. many other games, and can you really speak to what you think is is causing that? Because their players are out there. Like for Brooklyn, I know like Kyrie is yeah. out there, Ben Simmons yep. is out there, Durant's playing, and so I I don't know why they're not putting up better you know better scores. They just lost to the Mavs game before that. They lost to the to the Bucks. Yeah, um, I think for the Nets, I don't think they have enough team chemistry yet. Like you see, uh, I think last night even. Kyrie put up 39 and Durant put up 31 or something, and they still lost in overtime there. But I don't think Simmons has done enough yet, but I'm not bashing on him because he really hasn't played in like two years. So you got to let him settle into the system. But I think uh, they've had a pretty tough schedule to start as well. But I think they should be getting it together pretty soon here. Because You think it's just a shaky start? Like they'll probably find their way so. soon? For the they Nets, have at to, least, right? Yeah. They have to. They've got yeah. such good players. They've got, yeah, they've got too good of a lineup to, to not get their feet on the ground there. Absolutely. Okay, and then so for Philly, like Embiid had a great game against the Raps. He really did, which I think, to be fair, you would expect him to. No one, in, no one on the Raptors has the same physical dominance and size that Embiid yeah, does. No. So he dropped 31. Yeah, uh, no reason he shouldn't be. Yeah, and then, do you think Philly turns things around? Yeah, I think Tyrese Maxey as well. He also dropped thirty-one in the game against uh, the Raps on I Wednesday. Yeah, Tobias he Harris, is, like he didn't even score really. Harris, Harris looked pretty brutal out there. He wasn't really doing much, but um, yeah, Maxey is definitely going to be a key player for the for the Sixers this season. Um, as to their rough start, I really don't know why. It's one of those like way too early things, right? I mean, we do the same thing in football. A team can drop to zero and two, and immediately you're going to react because it's like, okay, well, why haven't they had a win on the season? But yeah. when we're five games into the NBA schedule, of course, we want to jump all over it because we're expecting these teams to be up at the top with you know with the Bucks and with Boston. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. And then, really, if we flip pages to the West, we're also seeing kind of some surprises on on both ends of the standings. So if we keep with this trend of looking towards the bottom. The Lakers. I know we talked about the Lakers before. I know that yeah. the Lakers are all over NBA headlines right now. Like that's pretty much all you're seeing. Now, yeah. you know, Westbrook, he just he can't seem to, I don't know, he couldn't throw a penny into the ocean. And then <laughs> LeBron and AD, I'm not sure if the chemistry is mixed up a little bit. I'm not sure what's going on, but they sit at the absolute bottom of the West, technically the 15th seed at 0-4 right now. As a casual NBA fan, you, you love to see it. Uh, yeah, you really do. Praying on the Lakers downfall. <laughs> you love to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> I think yeah. LeBron said after either game three or four, he said they can't shoot a shoot a basketball into the ocean, like you just said there. Because yeah. their their three point shooting has been abysmal. And now that the Lakers lost game four without Westbrook, it's like, well, who are you gonna blame now? Yeah, that's the thing. And I mean it's not like they're getting like completely blown out, but they did just lose to the Nuggets on Wednesday and Nuggets, you know, looking not too bad. Yeah. Even they're, yeah, they're having surprising losses and not scoring a lot on offense. Like it seems like they're not doing good on either side. No, I I agree. Um, It's, it's a weird start for them for sure. Like it's the Lakers. You expect them to have, you know, especially after not losing much at all in the off season, like, you expect them to have at least a win at this point. But. That's the thing. So now another team 
that I'd say is playing somewhat surprising is Utah. I am very surprised to see mm-hmm. that Utah is sitting at the top of the Western standings right now at four and one. Now they are tied with Memphis, which you could kind of see. They're tied with yeah. Portland. Portland's been playing good with Dame, but if you look and Dame's out right now, I think he's injured. But those teams you can kind of see. But with Utah making those trades, like Gobert's no longer there and Mitchell's no longer there, but Lori Markinen's kind of scoring. Do you think Utah yeah. would finish in like a top four seed at the end of this season, just like as another way too early kind of projection? Utah is definitely a surprise. I and mean, like you said, they're they were they are supposed to be tanking this season. They they lost Mitchell, Gobert, uh Bogdanovich. Like those are three of their, you know, starters from last year. So to lose them and then, you know, start out the season at the top of the top of the standings is Surprising. I think if you're the Utah front office, I think you might be a little cheesed at the fact that you're doing so good because you want to be tanking for uh, the French star right now. That's going to be number one. But yeah, no, that's definitely a surprise to me. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Keeping on track with some of these teams that are doing pretty good, we see the Bucks as well as the Celtics doing really good in the Eastern Conference. And I think that we could have expected this, you know, like yeah. a I don't see that those teams would be getting these early losses. But yeah. in your opinion, who is the better team? Like if these teams were going to go head-to-head in a seven-game series, especially just seeing them early, do you think the Celtics or the Bucks are a better team right now in the East? I would have to go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks have always had the Celtics number. Yeah. Um, it's actually, except for last year's playoffs, the Celtics did beat the Bucks to go to the finals. But... Right now, Giannis is still aside from like, that. Aside from that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but right now, I think Giannis is probably the best player in the world right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say he's definitely the best in the league for I was sure. Say, not that that's like a hot take or anything. Like I think people no, yeah. would obviously, you know, probably agree with you. But yeah, but I think I don't know. I haven't uh, in a head-to-head match. It would be tough. Boston is a a solid team. They've got a lot of good like role players. Compared to Milwaukee, Milwaukee's obviously got Giannis. They've got Middleton, um, even Serge Ibaka at center and stuff like that. So For sure. And it's actually interesting because we don't see them play for a while. So the first time that the Bucks are going to play the Celtics is actually on December 25th. It's going to be the huh. Christmas game at 5 o'clock. So I imagine, huh. you know, everyone's eyes will be on that game and that'll be hopefully – you know, a good one if no one gets hurt. That's what you always hope, yeah. for, right? When they see yeah. all those nice big marquee matchups and stuff like that, that rosters stay healthy. Yeah. Are you a big fan of Jason Tatum? Yeah, I Somewhat. think he... I think yeah. most Raptors fans don't really show too much affection to anybody on Boston. You no. know, like historically, you're not... No, we've really got a bit of a rivalry with them. Exactly. Say. But I, I really like Tatum. He's averaging yeah, right now he's, 32 and a half points. He's a baller. You can't he's, deny it. He's young, but he... I feel like started leading that team at quite a young age. Yeah. You know, especially after some of that Kyrie Irving drama turned over as well with Boston. So, and and they've been good for a little bit. So in your opinion, it's just kind of an out of the blue question. If you were to start a team like tomorrow and you could pick one star, would you rather pick Tatum or John Morant to start your team? Uh, I think I would have to go with Tatum just because of that leader aspect. Uh, I, I know Ja like, is probably a better player right now, but to have Tatum possibly putting up 30 a game with those like leading characteristics and stuff, I don't think Ja has 
quite that level yet. Sure. Tatum uh, is like one year older than Jaw is. Yeah. Like they're 24 versus 23. Yeah. And if you're looking I mean, at the I, points, like they literally I, now, the Celtics yeah. have only played four games, but Tatum is averaging 32 and a half and John Morant's averaging 32.6, like literally yeah. dead close. Yeah. Now Tatum has four more rebounds a game, but then Jaw has like twice as many assists per game. Right. Mm-hmm. So like a little bit different of players. Like I know Tatum lines up as like a forward as opposed to just yeah. a guard. Yeah. But he does still have the ball in his hands a good amount coming down the floor. So yeah, Tatum, I mean Tatum is pretty versatile, but he does line up at like probably the three or four, whereas Jaw is usually the one. Yeah. But yeah, Jaw is just more of a explosive, like flashy scorer as opposed to Tatum, who like he drives, but he's a he's a really good shooter. Um, Jaw doesn't have quite the shooting, I'd say yet, at least in three points, three pointers. But uh, yeah, I'd probably go with Tatum. What about you? Between the two of them, I've seen Tatum play more. Um, once again, I, I did note that you know, as a Raptors fan, typically you don't have any affiliation or like affection towards Celtics players. But I yeah. just really like Jason Tatum. I feel like I always kind of preach like humility with athletes. Like I've never been a fan of athletes that have to talk in order yeah. to kind of show how dominant they are. Like, I think especially in a game of basketball where you can easily make a difference as one player, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you can be out there and make a, a difference if you're just one guy, but I hate guys like Joel Embiid where they have to yeah. talk so much. And I feel like Tatum is that perfect mix of like, he has the confidence knowing he's like a star in the league, but you don't mm-hmm. hear him in the media and hear him talking all the time. Yeah, Not that you do humble. with jaw either. Like I, I yeah. think John Moran's great, maybe a little bit too young. I'm never someone who like who can put a bunch of stock into a guy in their first couple of years in the league. If that yeah. makes sense, that's just yeah. my opinion. Like even in baseball, like I know you might not know who this is, but Fernando Tatis Jr. is a player who was on the Padres, and after like a year and a half of being in the league and playing well, they signed him to like a 12 year, like I think 280 million dollar contract or something like that. And and I was just blown away by that because it's like. Sure, he's good and you want him on your team, but no way you can give him that much money right away. I feel yeah. like Tatum is still young. Like, he's 24. He's doing all this and he's 24. Like, that's crazy yeah. to think. And he yeah, already has like this much four experience. Four years so, older than us. Yeah. Yeah. If I, exactly. Like, if I had to choose, yeah, he's my yeah sister's age, 1998. <laughs> so, if I had to choose someone, it would for sure be Tatum and then try and build pieces around that. Okay, so I feel like we touched base on some NBA stuff. We're not going to go too deep into it because games are happening every single day. So we don't want the episodes to get too obsolete where, you know, if you listen and then it's we're talking really specific about stuff that's already happened and pretty much the information is irrelevant, especially with records and whatnot. So being that I have Tyler on the pod and as much as he's a big Raptors fan, he is also unfortunately a huge Maple Leafs fan. Now, usually I wouldn't be doing too much hockey talk Especially right now, I'm going to do a lot more hockey talk, I think, once the football season's over. And I've got a very good friend of mine, Jeremy Pashulo, who is an extremely passionate Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And so we'll definitely be doing lots of hockey talk, both with Tyler and with Jeremy. But Ty, let's dive in a little bit to the Leafs. I would say somewhat the Leafs' underwhelming season. Now, of the yep. four major sports, <laughs> hockey is the one that I watch the least, just personally. I I like the sport, but especially in the beginning of the regular season, I won't be paying attention to it as much. But walk me through what you think is the cause of the Leafs losing some of these games. So they just lost one to the Sharks last night. I know they've got the whole West Coast run 
because they yep. also went up against Vegas. Vegas is playing good right now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, and, be, and, they beat us in, on Monday. Yeah. 3-1 was the score of that. And yeah. then they have the Kings tomorrow night. And so, and then they also have Anaheim after that. So they have some, you know, some not bad West Coast games here. What the hell is going on with the Leafs? Is it the goaltending? No, the, our goalies actually have been not an issue. It's, well, again, it's our defense. Like for the past five years, the defense. And I'd, I'd say mainly the, the the amount of high caliber players that we have, it shouldn't, we shouldn't be losing games to like San Jose or Arizona. Like the Leafs have a tendency to, stoop down to their opponent's level too much like when they were playing the coyotes you could see they were playing at their speed and at their skill level and it caused them to lose when the leafs could be you know feeding marner and matthews and potting at least like three or four goals a night i mean the sharks are sixth in their division la is fifth in their division then anaheim is dead last so if they if they go winless on this road trip that'll be a something will have to change but that would be a saw, for the Leafs. That would. Uh, their their division right now is neck and neck. Like the Leafs are third in their division, so like it it sounds a bit worse than it actually is. But uh, but I mean the team the person who's dead last, the Canadians in the Atlantic Division, have eight points. So I mean if they get a win, they'll jump up to second in their division. So it's like. Every team is neck and neck right now. I was going to say, the- and again, similar to with the NBA, right? Like it's close because it's so early in the year. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. hard to make like too many judgments, but obviously you look at trends, right? Like as they start happening. And yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, the Leafs have is. just been. They've just been too inconsistent. Like, like they'll, they they'll had, do really had, good one game. You know, yeah, they've, they'll play they've really good. Games. Like yeah. obviously against the Jets, they played great. Yeah. And then they go and play the Knights, and then they just kind of shit the bed. And they only put one goal yeah. up. I mean, they, yeah, when they were down 3 1 last night against the Sharks, I saw like, like I was at that point where I was like, okay, they already lost. Like, I already accepted that. And then they ended up coming back. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, at, least, at least they're going to overtime. Yeah. Who's Buddy that got the hat trick? Uh, Couture. Oh, what a yeah. guy. That's yeah, I, I, turned the, I turned the game on at like, it started at uh, 10 30, I believe, or 10 o'clock or something. Yeah. yeah I turned it on at like, uh, 10:45, and I saw that it was one-one, like seven minutes into the game. So I was like backing it up to see who scored, and I saw that the Leafs were down one nothing at first, and then I kept going back to see where the Sharks scored, and like I'm like, man, they still had one goal, and then they found out that they ended up scoring 30 seconds into the game. I was like, yep, wow, kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah. kind of brutal. What's going on with Matthews? Funny enough, he actually scored. A pretty nice goal last night, but he hasn't definitely scored as much as he, uh, you know, compared to the end of last season. However, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Last season, oh. through through his first seven games, I think he only scored one or two as well. Okay. So, I mean, it's been eight games so far. He's only had two, I think. Needs time but, to get started up. Yeah, I think he'll. I think the he'll wake up one of these days and just fire them home. What are you thinking as a Pens fan? Four, two, and one. I know the so I there's kind of this whole thing where I don't necessarily claim to be a Pens fan anymore because I was ostracized from Jeremy, super fan of the Pens, because <laughs> I don't have uh, black and gold in my blood and I don't watch every single game. So I wasn't allowed. I was not allowed to talk hockey. 
<laughs> it was i was ruled out i would try to talk to him about it no 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 you're not a pens fan you can't i went oh, okay okay but especially ever since we've gotten into betting and especially with hockey i'm trying to watch the pens in their first four games scored six goals three of those times and then yep. they scored six goals again actually let me advance that stat in their first five games they scored six goals four of those times like their offense is mm-hmm. playing great. Everybody's contributing. Like they're doing really well. I'm a huge fan of Gensel. I know he was hurt for yep. a little bit, but like even yeah, he's playing well. I know yeah, they just I mean, lost back to back. They tried to run the Alberta gauntlet. They lost both. <laughs> like Edmonton's playing good though. Like they they scored six yeah. goals, and then Calgary put up four. But yeah. they have the cut. Like yeah, Canucks tonight. I'm uh, I'm looking forward that, to that. That should be a win. Yeah, yeah I'm actually going to try and tune into that game at ten o'clock. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then they have the Kraken as well. So easy win. Yeah, and every one of their wins actually they put up six, which is definitely really uh, impressive. Absurd. Like that's such a crazy yeah. stat. Yeah. So well, we'll we'll stay kind of tuned and, and keep up with the Leafs as the season goes on. We won't go like super into hockey this year, mm-hmm. but we'll definitely try and keep up as far as you know all the grieving Leafs fans go. <laughs> yep. Anyway, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on the pod once again. Of course. And, uh, doing some some basketball recap and we'll continue it probably same time next week, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. As always, guys, thanks for listening and until next time. Take care. Peace. <laughs>